is good, sports world? Welcome to the Family Feud Sports Podcast and our weekly college football insider preview episode looking ahead to all the big things in week 10 of the college football season. Our first ever look at the college football playoff rankings. And without further ado, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer and NCAA sports writer as well, looking at the first glimpse of the rankings. Alabama 1, I think we all expected that. Clemson 2. LSU 3, Notre Dame 4. If the playoffs started today, we'd have Alabama against the undefeated Fighting Irish and Clemson versus LSU. In my opinion, LSU should not even be in the top four. Michigan getting all the hate right now. I don't know why. Their only loss is to a team in the top four, yet they're still not in the top four. You kidding my me? top four would be Notre Dame 1, Clemson 2, Alabama 3, and Michigan 4. All purely based on strength of schedule. Who have you played? Who have you beaten? Who have you lost to? Those are my three markers. Mr. Allendale, what do you have? What's I, your you know, top I, four? I, I, I can't believe uh, what I'm hearing. LSU has played the toughest schedule out of, out, out, out of anybody in that group before. Point They've well got taken. the worst loss. You compare LSU's loss to Michigan's loss. Michigan lost to Notre Dame. LSU lost to Florida, which is at well, number 11 that, right that, now. It was at Florida. Look who they beat, though. Come after me. Just, just saying, well, man. Mostly they, they get their chance for redemption. Saturday night, they're home against Alabama. Obviously, it's elimination elimination game for LSU since they already have one loss, making it on two losses is almost impossible. Finally, finally, Nick Saban finally plays a game this year after eight, nine weeks, whatever. Making me look bad, Against man. a quality opponent, first one. And, of course, he has a bye. He has that schedule set up. That's why he doesn't want to coach the NFL or one reason, because he, he couldn't make up his own schedule in the NFL. What's that? But, uh, obviously, it's the biggest game of the weekend, biggest game of the season so far. Alabama at LSU Saturday night. And, uh, you, and, you, say, yeah, and, you, and you said it, and not to cut you off there, but L, I mean, LSU, they've beaten five ranked teams in terms of teams that were ranked when they played them. A lot of those teams, a couple of those teams they played earlier in the year aren't ranked anymore. Teams like Miami, obviously Auburn's fallen down pretty hard in the rankings as well. I don't think they're even in the top 25 anymore. I guess Miles out on the hot seat, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Looking at the rest, and look, I'm not here to dog. Beat on Georgia a couple weeks yeah, ago. They, that, was, that was the that's the most impressive win they yeah, they've I'd had all year without a doubt. Mississippi State last week or two weeks ago, 19 and three is a pretty. Yeah, you look at Georgia ranked number six, but look, the the reason why I say Michigan, and I got LSU number five and Michigan four in my rankings, and look, that that's one that's one spot in the rankings separating the two. But I look at Michigan the bat the last two weeks. They beat number 15 ranked Wisconsin at the time two weeks ago. They drubbed them by 25 points. They beat. They won at Michigan State a big road game, Big Ten victory, 21 to seven convincingly. And now they have a big showdown at home this weekend. One of our games to watch, which we'll get into a little bit later in this episode, against Penn State, Michigan, 3:45 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. That's a huge game. College football playoff implications for sure. Number six, I've got Kentucky, and like I said, it's who have you played, who have you beaten, who have you lost to. But when it comes down to these one-loss teams, these undefeated teams, my tiebreaker is, is who was your loss to? And, and you look at Kentucky, they beat the Gators, and the Gators beat LSU. So what gives? How do you separate these teams? Kentucky's only loss in the season was by six points on the road to Texas A&M, a tough division, you know, a tough conference SEC game right there, loss for Kentucky Wildcats. They're sitting at number nine in the poll. We look at the college football playoff rankings, five through ten, Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington State, your boy Mike Leach finally getting the love. Gardner Minshew, Heisman candidate right there. Kentucky, number nine. Ohio State, number 10. And then real quick, just 11 through 15, Gators, 
Golden Knights at UCF, West Virginia, Penn State, Utah, and then number 16, honorable mention to Iowa. All right, I'm excited. At all these teams, you, you could say that they still all have a chance to make the college football playoffs at the end of the season, especially if you only have two losses right now. That's why we took well, the first damn of all, field. Nobody that's been – it's never been a top, first ranking top four in the, in the poll has gone all the way through to make the playoffs. Right, so there's right. going to be changes, obviously uh, – for the Southeastern Conference, they might be better off if LSU wins this game because they'll be in it. Obviously, Alabama, even if they lose, they're going to still, still be, be in, in it. They'll still be in it, right. Yeah, yeah. So, Assuming and, they don't get blown out, which is pretty hard to see I, I don't know. I, I think I think Alabama's going to run away with this one. They're giving 14 to 15 points, depending on uh, which odds maker you look at. Uh, they, they, you know, I, I just don't know. They've won seven straight. But here's an interesting note. The last three games at, at, at LSU, Alabama have been very close games. They, they won by 10, they won by 7 in overtime, and they won by 4. But on the other hand, they never had an offense like the one that Tua is running. Word. Their offense is, is unbelievable. He's 25 touchdowns, no interceptions. <sighs> His quarterback rating, 238.8, is on pace to be the highest college quarterback rating in the history of college football. And, Damn! You look at another Heisman hopeful in Kyler Murray, number seven, Oklahoma. In, in my opinion, that's one of those teams that just hasn't played anyone this year. The Oklahoma Sooners, their one loss was to Texas a few weeks back. And besides that, they have yet to beat one ranked team on the season. Texas was the only ranked team they played so far all year. And you look at the rest of their season, they only have one game against a ranked team for the rest of the year, and that's the season finale at West Virginia, which is a, which is well, 8 p.m. Well, they have the, the conference title game. Yeah, well, besides I'm talking about regular season here, Oklahoma Sooners, one of those teams that, that's overrated, in my opinion. They're ranked number seven in, in the CPP poll. I got them at number 10 in my poll. And then looking at the top 16, and I, the reason I say top 16 is because my, my hope as a, as a football fan, as a college football overall fan, is that we eventually get to 16 teams, which would be a really fun college football playoff. Let's get to eight first. Let's get, get to the... eight first. My ultimate goal, I'm looking at the big picture, is 16 teams. And right now, UCF and the Golden Knights undefeated. They are number 12 in the college football playoff poll. They would be right in at number 16 in the playoff poll, in my opinion, ahead of two lost teams like Syracuse, NC State, Boston College, et cetera, et cetera. I think Texas is the one team that, that's getting dogged the most because – They've had two losses this year, both by three points or uh, five points or less. They lost week one to Maryland. You, you scratch that off. They lost at Oklahoma State, a tough conference loss on the road by three this past week. And yet they beat Oklahoma and Texas is all the way down at number 17 with only two, two losses. Uh, that's two losses. I mean, but they're still behind Utah, a two loss Texas team behind a two loss Utah team. I, I don't know about all that right yeah, well, there. The question is, why is Florida with two losses ranked? Number 11, but the the committee has this love affair with the Southeastern Conference. I mean, it's ridiculous, but that's that's what they do. In Especially getting opinion, blown out the way they did against Georgia, the, the world's uh, largest outdoor cocktail party. That, that's for sure. They, and obviously, they had the big win against LSU. Before that, they won at Mississippi State. So two impressive wins right there. But the Gators also lost to Kentucky, which is why. Yeah. And they're still only two spots behind yeah, Kentucky there. There's so. five SEC teams in the top 11, and that's that's – committee is obviously obsessed with a southeastern conference yeah well i mean at, at the end of the day even even looking at my personal rankings i i also have five sec teams in the top 11 i think that's deserved i think you look at the level of competition and how these teams play against teams outside of their conference and you've seen that you know consistent domination and consistent wins from the sec but 
it, it's it's going to be interesting and, and, and it's exciting now. We don't have to talk about the biased coaches poll anymore. The, the AP t- Top 25 is kind of just sitting there, those sports writers having their fun. They no longer really have a say in all this, which is which is pretty exciting to say the least. One, one interesting tidbit here, Mr. Allendale, how about Houston beating USF and, and knocking the Bulls off their undefeated pedestal? Houston 17 in the AP poll, not even in the top 25 in the college football yeah, playoff Yeah, that's ball. amazing. And I can't believe that because Houston looks so impressive. They have one of the best offense. They're, they're averaging close to 50 points a game. Oh, uh, I, I, I guess they, they, they lost to Texas Tech. 63-49, that's their only loss. But look at the points they put up. I mean, they have an excellent team. I mean, they're, yeah, let me take that back. They have a high-gear offense. Their defense is a little shaky. Quarterback's impressive for sure. Yeah, he is. It reminds me of Quentin Flowers, but a Quentin Flowers that can throw a lot better. So broke A. But their only loss is a Texas Tech. Okay, 63-49, but they're holding that against them. I don't know what – what the committee was thinking. Uh, UCF, uh, they're 12th, but they, that's better than they were last year. But I guess they're going by last year's record. I mean, you, you, UCF likes to make a thing about comparing scores, but, you know, because they like to bring up them beating Auburn in a ball game last year. But but they beat Memphis by one point, and Memphis lost the next week by 32. Talk about another team that was left out of the college football ranking, the top 25 college football playoff poll that's in the AP top 25. We're talking about a small school, and shout out to them is the Utah State Aggies. <laughs> Week one, they lost at number number 11th ranked Michigan State by only a touchdown on the road, and they've won every game since then. Seven game winning streak. Yeah, they haven't really played too much in that during that during that run, but they won at BYU by 25 points. BYU is a team that's given other teams some fits in the Pac-12 this year. So shout out to the Utah State Aggies, and, and how about a team you've mentioned a few times as being a good small middle of the pack schools, the Fresno State Bulldogs, now number 23 in the college football playoff poll and number 20 in the AP poll. They're seven and one. Their only loss at Minnesota this year. Be- yeah, I, beat Hawaii 50 to 20 this past week. I don't understand how Iowa State's 24 at four and three or Virginia's six and two. And some of these other teams that you mentioned are not in. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there should be a three-loss school in the top 25 in any poll. Texas A&M is number 20, and yeah. they're five and three. Yeah, well, you look at there's three three-loss teams. That's Mississippi State at 18, Texas A&M at 20, and then you have Iowa State there at 24. Four and three. I don't think four and three should ever be allowed in the top 25. You know, it's so early in the season especially. And obviously those teams are also in the AP top 25 poll as well. I think all of them except for Iowa State, that is. And teams drop from the rankings. Washington, your Oregon Ducks. I think. I think your boy Herbert's finally out of the Heisman. Well, I got, I got a new guy. I'm putting Gar- Gardner Minshew. Oh, in my well, he, he was number one in mine last week. But we're going to get into the Heisman talking a little bit. Talk a little bit more about the polls this week. Obviously, with the news of the college football playoff rankings being out. And, and just the one thing I, I really want to just harp on real quick before we move on to the games to watch this week in Week Ten is. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and you mentioned the schedule, which is why LSU is ranked so high, but Notre Dame, and they're not afraid to put tough teams on their schedule. They won against Stanford 38-17. to Stanford was ranked number seven at the time. They won at Virginia Tech the next week by 22 points. So you talk about those two games. They won them by a combined 43 points, not to mention opening week win against Michigan. And then you look at winning against Pittsburgh, winning against Navy, Maybe it's a trap game at Northwestern oh, that's, this weekend. That's a tough game, one of my definitely. one of my games of the week to watch for, but then they're against FSU, Syracuse, which is ranked, and then closing the season at USC. There is not a tougher schedule from top to bottom in the entire country by the time we get to the end of the regular season than Notre Dame. And I think it's a shame that they're not ranked 
the number one. Number two, give give the AP Top 25 credit. They've got Notre Dame number three right now, and I, I don't just don't understand how a one loss team can be ahead. Uh, be, can be ahead of Notre Dame right now. The fact that Notre Dame has not lost a single game against that schedule so far this year, I think that's a joke. No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just uh, let's, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. Some people say uh, Notre Dame's schedule looked a lot better at the beginning of the season and has it now. That's that's what you hear hear that argument. Like Stanford isn't as good. The rankings will shift and adjust over the next few weeks. A lot of big games to look forward to, and looking at our biggest games by, to watch. By the for. way, Northwestern's won four in a row, so watch it's out. It's gonna be for a tough them. one. It's gonna be a tough one for sure but I think the way Notre Dame's played against these other opponents this year I, beat, I don't think yeah. they're going to overlook them and they beat Wisconsin last week they're they're not bad obviously. Wisconsin another one of those teams that's fallen out of the rankings overall now I thought they were a little overranked the last few weeks now they're officially out of the top 25 still a tough big 10 team nonetheless so let's let's move on to our week 10 college football's biggest games to look out for obviously we have number one Alabama at number four, LSU, 8 p.m. Eastern kickoff time. Nick Saban going up against his old Bayou Bengals. Mr. Allendale, what do you have in this game? What are you looking forward to most? Well, Talk a little well, bit earlier I mean, about it. Who's, gonna, who's your pick? Give me your score right now. Well, putting you on the spot. I didn't pick with my heart. I pick. I, I got to go with Alabama. They're giving giving 14, 14 and a half. Cash, but right? I'll tell you what. But I, you mentioned they've all been close. So what makes you think they're finally going to go this time? They, well, yeah, because they've been close against uh, LSU. They've beaten them seven straight times. <laughs> Three in a row at LSU by 10, seven overtime, seven in overtime and four. But they never had an offense like they had now. And true, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm rooting against my own money because I bet the Crimson Tide. But I like to see LSU win this game. I'm just tired of Nick Saban just sitting there playing nobody, nobody every once in a while. So yeah, I, I just don't know how. Uh, LSU, Joe Burrow, quarterback, can, can stay with, with yeah. the Crimson Tide. I mean, yeah. LSU has good defensive backs. They're quick. They're big. But two has just been unreal. The highest quarterback ratings right now in the history of the game. And here he is having the time of his life. I think the one thing for me is, is Joe Burrows, like you said. You know, LSU, we're not saying they haven't played. They have the t toughest schedule ne next to Notre Dame, in my opinion. You can argue that all day. Obviously, SEC schedule. And they've only lost one game, and that was a road game by one possession to Florida. Okay, we got that. They're ranked number three in the college football playoffs. Well, in the college football playoff rankings. But Joe Burrow, to me, versus Tua on the other side of things. Joe Burrow has only thrown six touchdowns in eight games this year. And you're going up against a guy in Tua who's not thrown an interception all year. He's barely even played in the second half of most of his games. in his college career, even though it's... Right, in, in his young career. college career, 25 touchdowns, zero interceptions. You look at the yards, over 2,000 for Tua, and that's in limited playing time in some of these blowouts. Joe Burrow playing full games here, only 1,500 yards. Burrow, another stat that worries me is 53.8% completion percentage and yards per attempt 6.92. I'm going to flip it here. Tua is averaging double the amount of yards per attempt, 13.59 yards per attempt compared to 6.92 for Joe Burrow. Yeah, hello, and then please. Tua's completion percentage over 70%. He only plays so, the first half usually. The only, But I think we're going to see him play well, at least three quarters this game, depending how out of hands things get. And I agree with you on the close games between these two schools, but Tua is the difference maker, and I think he's the reason why you bet Alabama to cover the spread, even on the road this year. And you could say that the soft schedule for Alabama is going to benefit them in this game because they haven't been beat up like LSU has week in and week out, right? Yeah, that's another thing. That yeah. The schedule plays out in Alabama's favor, of course, and 
They got to take it easy because they play the Citadel in a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's the funniest damn thing I've ever heard. You're a real card, Reed. Nick doesn't want to get his boys uh, beat up for that. Oh, one. yeah. Imagine being a reporter asking Nick Saban about the Citadel game coming up for Alabama. That's that's going to be something that, that he's going to be very keen to harp on in his postgame press conference for sure. We can't overlook the Citadel with it with his little uh, can of Coke yeah. sitting there, his bottle of Coca-Cola sitting next to him making a million dollars off that at the hey. podium. But, yeah, but I digress there. How about uh, – g- give me your final score for this game, Alabama-LSU, before we move on to the next I'm one. I'm going to say 38-17. 38-17, 21-point 20 win. I'm going to go Alabama 34-LSU. Oh, this is tough. I'm going to go LSU 19. I think they keep it within two touchdowns, but uh, Alabama pulls off late, and I got Alabama covering the spread in that game on the road. How about another huge game with college football playoff ranking – implications the georgia bulldogs number six overranked all year haven't played anyone haven't really beaten anyone except for this week uh the georgia bulldogs at kentucky number 11. yeah this will basically decide the southeastern conference east division title because both teams have one more game left after this weekend but if whoever wins this game if they win the following week they win the east division title so they're in good shape i mean uh both teams like to run the ball. Uh, of course, Kentucky has uh, Benny the Jets now. Belita. Number one in the Southeastern Conference in rushing. Georgia's got Elijah Holyfield, uh, the great one's son. And DeAndre Swift. Love that name for a running back. He's okay, high. so we got the Kentucky Wildcats. Obviously, big wins on their schedule. They won at Florida earlier in the year. They beat Mississippi State a few weeks back. Yeah. At the end of the day, Benny Snell Jr. has struggled against tough opponents. You look at... Three out of his last four games has failed to eclipse 100 yards rushing on the ground. The only game he's had over 100 yards rushing the past month is against Vanderbilt in a 14-7 win. They, they barely snuck by Missouri 15-14 this past week. Hey, they got the win. I'll give him that. Give Benny Snell at least 20 carries in this game. I think that's what you're going to have to do to, to kind of ground and pound and compete with the Georgia Bulldogs Yeah, the difference here. may come down to quarterbacks. Georgia has Jake Fromm, and uh, the other guys have Terry Wilson. Uh, Kentucky really hasn't done a lot. A lot of people in Georgia were on Jake Fromm, bench him, bench him, put Justin Fields in. Who you got in this game? Georgia favored by nine on the road at Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky game at Kroger Field. Who you got? I got Georgia 17-13. So you got a low-scoring game. This you betting the under because the over-under is 44-and-a-half in this one, my man. Yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think both teams are going to run a lot, so that's going to make the clock go fast. Uh, Kentucky can't fall behind because they don't have what it takes to uh, come back, but Georgia does. I've got Georgia winning a close one in this one, although I'll be rooting for Kentucky, the underdogs, to pull it out. And if, if, if Kentucky gets this win against Georgia, I think that vaults them immediately into the top six well, of, of they next should week's be in the, in the SEC title game then if they win this one. Yeah, that, that'll be exciting. That would be one thing that if you were to bet that earlier in the year for Kentucky to make yeah. the SEC championship, you, you'd be – Raking in some buku bucks there, Mr. Yeah. Allen Dell. Hey, maybe, yeah, maybe Mark Stoops, the Kentucky coach, should be the number one candidate for coach of the year, too. What about up Chuck I'm going to say Georgia 23, Kentucky 20, decided by a field goal. And I think Kentucky beats the spread in this one. Georgia favored by nine on the road. That's a lot for a team that hasn't really done much outside of their big win against Florida last week. How about moving into big game number three of the week? Another game with college football playoff ranking implications. Number 14, Penn State, still with two losses, still with a chance to climb up at number five, Michigan. 
your boy, Mr. Khaki. 3.45 p.m. Eastern time kickoff for this game. Huge Big Ten matchup. Maybe the biggest Big Ten matchup of the season. Who you got in this game? Yeah, well, I heard John, uh, Jim Harbaugh bought a new pair of khakis. He's going he's gonna to break them out for the game. But, but the biggest <laughs> thing he's going to break out is defense, which is one of the best in the country. In fact, people say, oh, well, that's the one defense that can stop Alabama. I question that. But uh, I, I think Penn State is beat up. Uh, Trace McSorley, the quarterback, has actually regressed. So I, I, I see Michigan just uh, going on. 20, the khaki continues to roll, huh? I think Mr. Huh? Khaki's guys, I like him. 21-14. How do you play, man? Is this another, is this uh, another game you're going to be uh, pulling out the bucks on for mybookie.com or what, Mr. Allendale? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Catch me outside. <laughs> All right, uh, Penn, Penn State in this one, what do you got? Michigan favored by 10.5. That's a big hey, spread for, for a big robbery give, game there. I don't know if I want to give 10.5 for that yeah, game. Yeah, I would say it's going to be closer. I, I say Michigan by 10 points or less. Uh, give me Michigan 28, Penn State 20. 20, a one-possession game towards the end there. And Michigan's good, but they have had a, a, quite a Their few close games this year. Their defense has been really good. They supposedly are really riled up because they got pasted 42-13 to 13 last year by Penn State. Of course, that's when the Nittany Lions had Saquon Barkley. And that's probably why Trace McSorley was a lot better last year. Well, how about Michigan at Rutgers next week? A, a tough game against Chris Ash next week. We'll, we'll get into that in the hot seat discussion a little bit here. One last game to me for games to watch. Actually, just a couple I'm going to rattle off real quick. You tell me if any of them catch your eye. We mentioned Notre Dame at Northwestern. Michigan struggled to beat at, to win at Northwestern a few weeks ago. They won 20-17. to 17. Now Notre Dame plays at Northwestern. Huge game right there for Notre Dame to stay atop the rankings. Number 12, West Virginia at number 15, Texas. Two teams still hanging in there, still in the playoff picture. And then how about – my uh, boy, Mike Leach, you got to mention him. See, yeah, like crazy. Who, who, they, who are they playing this week? Washington, and they got a tough okay. one. No. No, Washington State Washington against State, California? Cal, yeah. Cal's 5-3, and three. that's a good team. Yeah. Well, the, Washington State still has a shot of making that Final Four. Yeah, absolutely, they do. Another team that has a chance to move up a couple spots with a win, Washington State at home in Pullman, Washington against California. Big, Big 12 matchup there. How about 10.45 p.m. Eastern time kickoff? You going to be staying up to watch that one? Uh, is it that? Is that the right yeah, time? Yeah, 10.45 p.m. Eastern I'll be time. Up for that one, but if I, I might be hungover on football after, I mean, I plan on watching Kentucky, Georgia, and I don't have to change the channel. It's Alabama, LSU, and, I, and those are two back. Well, I don't know if there's a big game coming on at I noon. think this is the best weekend so far in terms of big-time college football matchups, Week 10 so far, especially with the new college football playoff rankings coming out. Yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of things kind of in the balance right now. And then moving on from our biggest games to watch to our Heisman Watch, Mr. Allendale. We're only going to do this segment as if you, as if you promise me we're, you're not going to talk about Justin Herbert anymore. Well, I, I, can we, can I, we make I, that promise here? I, Is he I, no I, longer I, on your eyes and watch? I had to drop him, but I had to go into <laughs> Minshaw, the uh, number one Good. The quarterback for Washington State. Well deserved. Two was number one. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma's number two, and Minshaw's number three. What about Will Greer? Is he still on your list? Uh, yeah, but he's a distant fourth. Number one in passing yards in the country, Gardner Minshew, 3,183 passing yards, ahead of the likes of your boy Cole McDonald, from Hawaii. Yeah, he's really slipped in recent weeks. Yeah, well, I was kind of kind of kidding about him as a, as a Heisman candidate there. We mentioned him a few weeks ago, giving a shout-out to the, the fighting Rainbow Warriors over at Hawaii. But I got 2-1 and Minshaw 2. So I think if Minshew – is it Minshaw or Minshew? I always get that confused. Gardner Minshew, number two, transfer from East Carolina – excelling in the Mike Leach high-flying passing attack, the Cougars over there in Washington. I got Kyler Murray number three just because, like I said, Oklahoma hasn't done anything. They don't have any signature wins 
on the season yet. And then Will Greer, big matchup this week. We talked about it going at number 15, Texas. If Will Greer puts up big numbers and West Virginia moves into the top 10, he's back on the radar for me. And he was a guy who was on your preseason list for Heisman. So that's, yeah, that's right got to look out for. The, the scuttlebutt is uh, was not eligible for the draft, but out of the guys that are eligible, Herbert's the only uh, legit NFL prospect quarterback that should go in the first round, should go in the top 10 on Giants, yeah. seem to like him. Maybe the Bucks might like him, but that's another story for another time. How about a guy you mentioned earlier in the year, but I guess his team's falling off. Maybe he's falling off too, but still leading the nation in rushing yards, sitting at a 1,155 rushing yards, Wisconsin tailback Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's a good one. Sophomore for the Badgers. And Memphis running back Daryl Henderson sitting at number two, just seven yards behind him. And just real quick before we move on is Josh Allen. Right, not the Bills quarterback, not that Josh Allen. How about Josh Allen, senior linebacker for the Kentucky Wildcats, currently number two in the nation with 10 sacks on the season for a top 10 team. To me, that's worth mentioning. We talk about Heisman's. I know defensive players never win it. And one more, sophomore safety, Grant Telpit for the LSU Tigers. Will Grant Telpit get the first interception of the year on Tua this week in that matchup because he is currently – I believe number tied for second in the country with five interceptions, Grant Telpin from LSU. And, and before we sign off, I do want to mention one other game. We don't give the Ivy League much love. Of course, academically, it's the best league in the country. But there's a big one this Saturday, 1 o'clock. Whatever you're doing, you'll probably find it someplace. But unbeaten Dartmouth versus unbeaten Princeton. They're both 7-0. and Princeton's at home. They're a seven-point favorite. So, And there, there's no game on it at noon. That's really worth watching. This game kicks okay. off at 1 o'clock. So, folks, Dartmouth and Princeton. Princeton's been playing. Princeton Rutgers have been playing football longer than anybody else in this country. That's oh, a deep sleeper pick right there, Mr. Allendale. You know what I really like is those Ivy League NCAA basketball championship games at the end of the year to decide who's going to make the tournament. But – Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get into some basketball talk in a few weeks. Yeah, talk shout about out it. to Derek Rose for what he did the other oh, night. My, yeah. Fifty points, love him. That's uh, him he's, man. A, he's a great. Story. You see his passing in that game. He led the Timberwolves in assists in that I game didn't too. Know. I didn't, I didn't Still see, playing but. with Coach Tibbs, man. Derek Rose and Co- you gotta love that combo. So what's right Jimmy there. Butler's problem? That's what I want. He know. didn't play in that game. I know game. he didn't. Yeah. So why is he so disgruntled? Yeah, I'm not, yeah grow, well, because they want to trade him. That's that's one reason. We're gonna get into some basketball talk late later next week. That's for sure. We're gonna make our quarter season predictions for division winners, conference winners, and NBA finals predictions as well. Starting to get into some weekly basketball talk here on the Family Feud Sports Podcast. And just to wrap things up, this, this episode is a little longer than usual. It's because obviously the new college football playoff rankings. But Mr. Allendale, give me your hot seat watch. Well, give me your top three candidates. I mean, Chris Ash Rutgers, it's absolutely ridiculous. The team is terrible. Get away from me, oh third shit. Year, they're one and seven. But he had a player arrested for attempted murder. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Bullock, and and last summer, or this past summer, he had eight players that were charged with credit card frauds. Why is he still coaching? I don't know. He's in his third year. He's got to go. Of course, DJ Durgan has a tragic story about that player uh, dying. He he was fired. He should have been fired. I don't know. Why why did they take it so long? Why did they bring him back and then fire him? I don't know. The Board of Regents said they they are totally – maybe it's unfair to blame him for everything, but they're totally – 
out of touch with, with, with the fan base or just the community to think yeah. the community would stand for that. And you just can't bring them back. You're fired. Three guys real quick. You tell me if they're on your hot seat and, and how yeah, hot I, their I'm seats are. I'm not going to mention our friend, but we know what's going on. There. Willie Taggart, FSU, Clay Heldon, USC, Kevin Sumlin, Arizona. Who's got the well, hottest Sumlin seat of those three right there? One last week. Uh, I think Willie. Will, Willie's got two years, maybe three, depends on – what, what they do next year, but uh, someone had came through last week that helped his cause. I know Willie, I, I know what he went through at USF, and we talked about it when he finally turned that program around. He said he knew it was a bad team when he got there, but he didn't say anything public, the attitude, the culture, and I think that's what's going on at Florida State. That's part of the problem. I mean, one of the players said, well, what did I come here for? You know, I, I never thought this would happen at FSU. And, and they gave up. They quit in that game. So, I don't. Willie needs two or three years. I don't know if he'll get it. Shout out to your boy, Lovey Smith, number two on oh, CoachesHotSeat.com. Yeah, that's, that's another guy. Bobby I, Petrino climbing up the ranks on the hot seat. And how about your boy, Mike Gundy, on 50? An, another man. epic rant for Mr. I, Gundy I and the mullet rant. over there. I, lo- I love this rant. He manufactured farts. I thought that was we, we got We got to get those drops back into our podcast, the Mike Gundy drops, that's for sure. Come and for just me. to wrap it up here with our episode is – the bum of the week, Mr. Allendale. Do you have a bum of the week this week? For college yeah, football? Give me, come on. I know you got a few in there. Well, I mean, what do you want to say? Chris Ash or the guy that was arrested? But I don't want to make light of that. Yeah, That's a serious yeah. issue. But Chris Ash is my bum of the week. Get him out. He's yeah, got to go. I agree. So it makes you number one on the hot seat, number one bum of the week. How about a hero of the week from week nine? Hero of the week, wow. Kentucky for that late, great comeback they pulled off last week. So the week. Kentucky Wildcats, your heroes of the week? Yeah. Closing statement, Mr. Allendale, heading into week 10. Yeah, be careful. You got you have nothing to do at noon or 1 o'clock. Get your eye on that Dartmouth-Princeton game. You're okay, always telling people who to bet. Who's your lock of the week, man? Going to be putting all the money on Bama I, to cover? I, I got to say, Bama, I mean, good bets don't always win. But that's a good bet, Bama, give him 14 or 15, depending on, again, what odds maker you're looking at. I, I have to agree. Bavada, my bookie, however you look at it, if you see that 14-point spread, or especially if it goes to 13-and-a-half, I would definitely lean out. I think it's going to go one. up. It could. It, it, it could. So get your bets in that's early. I got mine in early on that one. You heard it here first, as gonna, always. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for LSU, even though I'm, bet, I'm rooting against my own money. So but, Take the wallets out. Bet the money on Bama. Root for LSU. You're going to win – one way or the other, Mr. Allendale, you heard it here first, the godfather. That wraps it up here for our weekly college football insider preview episode. This is the Family Feud Sports Podcast, where two lifelong sports writers, also father and son, debate the week's hottest sports news. We'll be back later this week with our NFL Vegas Quick Picks episode, where myself and Mr. Allendale pick every single game against the spread for the weekend, as well as breaking down the Sunday night and Monday night football games. We'll be back early next week, as always, with our brand new fantasy football deep sleepers and waiver wire ads episode. Check that out if you haven't already. Talking about players owned in 20% or less of fantasy football leagues. That does it here. We'll see you next time. We appreciate you tuning in. Have a great week of football. We'll see you next time. I'm just fine, ma'am. Now pronounce your last name. Britain, Britain, Britain. 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 Just like the country. Yeah, with two T's. <laughs> Britain with two T's. Miss Irma, I love you already. I loved you a long time, Steve. Yeah. Steve Harvey. This the family feuding. Baby mama drama. Got the family losing. Smoking, back, out the front door fuming. I was just a student, 
Now you look like food, yeah. Hunger got me moving. Starving artists too. I'm just being human. I'm a human being. I might start a movement. Like the Carter too. When my bitch catch me cheating, we go shop for shoes. I'm getting even. Now I'm getting even more than that. More than that. Yeah. Swift pie, I want more than half. Yeah. Two say I want more than that. More than that. Hot and ready like you ordered that. By the time you try to leave the nigga, I was already done being with you. Yeah. Ain't gotta fight a nigga, baby, that's the door, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Pack up and take a demons with you. Make sure. Make sure I'm done dealing with yeah. you. Whoa. Steve Harvey, bitch, the family feuding. Baby mama drama, got the family losing. Smoking backwards, out the front door feuding. How was just a student? Now you look like foodie. Too. I never bothered, but I could have been a Harvard student. I was hardly stupid, but I was young and foolish. Awesome ways to use family feeling. Well, let me ask something, son, because I ain't never asked a What is it that you love about me? You tall, you bald, rich, you dress well. You're funny.